Yeah. Eat, sleep, fantasy. You rocking with the best. NFL fantasy football podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs. Better follow the conversation with John, Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming, eat nation. We doing what we like. Tune in every week. Guarantee we get it hype. Fantasy football enthusiasts. I know you plan to be joining us on Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Yeah. Eat, sleep, fantasy. Eat, sleep, fantasy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Eat, Sleep, Fantasy football podcast. I hope you know my voice by now. My name is Dale. Thanks for joining us. More importantly, thanks for downloading and listening. Uh, Today's going to be a little bit of a different format today because uh, if you guys have been listening for a while, you know Clayton Cadu. um, He runs the Fantasy Football from Up North podcast. He's been a longtime contributor of ours, and little by little, we've kind of been when uh, by we I mean me Ramado Christian John been kind of letting the reins loose a little bit and trying some different stuff out. Uh, so Clayton and his buddy Habby are um, man I hope I pronounce his name right. Um, they do a really really great show uh, on another feed, but I kind of want to show them some love and put them on here and see what you guys think. Really good information. I've already listened to it uh, going through some bounce back players uh, for this year, so I think you guys will really get a lot out of it. Um, a lot of crazy stuff has happened, so we haven't been on a really good recording schedule. But I hope you guys, uh, hope you guys enjoy Clayton here. Like I said, they, these guys really know what they're talking about. I hope uh, if my word means anything to you, you'll stick around and listen to what they have to say because it is really, really good advice for this upcoming season. Uh, before I get started, though, I do want to say don't forget to check out uh, Underdog Fantasy. They are the number one, uh, I think, the best app in the game right now for fantasy football and for best ball especially. So make sure you check them out. Go download them wherever you can. It's uh, it's really good stuff. But uh, without further ado, I think, uh, you know, because we already played our intro, I'm going to play a little bit of Clayton's uh, intro. It's just as catchy. Not as good as Eastly Fantasies, but it's pretty good. Um, it's, it's as, you know, hip-hop theme to it, which I enjoy. But uh, if you guys need anything, please feel free to reach out, contact at eatsleepfantasy.com or hit us up on Twitter at eatsleepff anytime. We appreciate you guys and uh, talk to you soon. Stay stay tuned because this is good stuff here. Up north, a fantasy football podcast up north. Got a big skin. I'm asking you, are you sure? I'm saying yes, sir. <laughs> All right, let's get going. <laughs> All right, welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Football from Up North Podcast. I'm your host, Clayton, and joining me is my co-host, Habby. What's up? Not much, buddy. How are you doing? Ah, well, you know, considering really, we're only really about... jacked it. for our pools coming up. Yeah, it should be good. It's been a good weekend. We got out on the golf course today. It is. Well, I, the weather I, could have been a little bit better, but, uh, I mean, it was probably the last round of the year, and it was just and, good to get out, I guess. And I beat you. Yeah, you did beat me. I did beat you. And we're only an hour and 20 minutes behind what we wanted to get on at, what, 7 o'clock? But, you know, life. You want you wanted to set that whole damn thing up just to say that you beat me, just to let everybody know that you beat me. Exactly. I have to. <laughs> <laughs> you know me all too well. Well, let's just say it doesn't happen too often, eh, Clay? It doesn't. But, hey, I got you. <laughs> Last round of the year, I got you. Yeah, true. But enough about that. Football is back finally, right? Yes. What, four days away from kickoff four, right? Yes. Yep, Thursday. Yeah, we got two big home leagues to draft tomorrow. 
One on Tuesday and one on Wednesday as well. Busy, busy yeah. week. Yeah. And I'm sure that my wife is not very happy with me. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> it's been touch and go with the COVID, whether this is going to happen or not. But at least it's made it to uh, when we can draft players. So Exactly. That's, that's the biggest thing. This is our biggest. <laughs> like We spend all day drafting, right? That's what we do every yeah. Monday, Labor Day. Yeah. So, um, okay, well, before we get started, um, like I said before, I'm not going to do our usual intro because I just we really want to get uh, get some football talk going. But as always, just download our podcast, guys. Anywhere. It's on any podcast platform. So just go out there, search up Fantasy Football from the North, and boom, you'll find it. Download it, subscribe to it, and you're going to get our content for the rest of the year. So um, yeah. outside of that, uh, we're also available on Twitter. Happy, where can they get you on Twitter? At two nine happy. And make sure you guys follow him. He's a, he's a good follow and you can get me at, at FF from up North. I'm pretty much letting my other podcasts or my uh, Twitter handle go away. So that's where you can get me. So without further ado, let's just jump into our episode today. We are going to talk some bounce back players. So like always every year, guys, there's always players that are coming off injury riddled seasons or were just shitty last year. Yeah. So, you know what? We're just going to go over, you know, Nine to ten guys that we feel are going to bounce back in 2020. Um, and then, like I said, we're just going to have a guy probably from each position and then maybe a wild card player, which I slacked on. So, Habby's got that one covered. So, <laughs> um, But let me kick it off. Uh, I am going to go with my man. Quarterback. No, no, no. no. Wait, wait, no. Wait. Let, let me kick it let off. Me, let me kick it off. Okay, if we're going to bounce back and forth, I have five, you have four. It only makes sense for me to go first. Go. I'm not a mathematician or nothing, but the numbers work out better that way. Hey, I beat you in golf today. (laughs) All right. Well, I'm going to start at the quarterback position and a guy who I paying $41 for in dynasty right now and hoping that he bounces back is a Rogers. He's taken a major step back in the past few seasons from a fantasy perspective. His efficiency numbers are still tremendous. And I expect positive regression in 2020 and potentially a major bounce back the major reasons number one another year with matt lafleur learning his offense together and i think that uh, they could build a rapport if they can build a rapport together a little bit better than uh rogers will be better this year another year with this wide receiving core i'm hoping the guys behind adams take another step in progression there's some young guys, uh, both Scanling and Brown are in their third year, uh, which is typically when you see most growth in a wide receiver's game. So hopefully they can um, take that step forward. And obviously Lazar on the other side, probably their number two going in, building more, again, rapport with A-Rodge. A- a- and uh, hopefully it'll help A-Rodge uh, reach some of those numbers that he once could. And the third thing uh his motivation uh the big loss in the playoffs last year uh pack seemingly bringing in the future qb in 2020 draft pick jordan love also the fact that everyone has written him out of the top 10 qb ranking and and he knows it and we we all know a rog is a very competitive guy so hearing some of those rumors especially when they drafted love i'm sure that the it's going to motivate him this year big time one more thing I want to talk about is the actual game plan that the pack brought in and didn't seem to like favor a in the passing game. 
Um, they they lack the play action ability uh, in the f- past few years, and Rodgers has forced balls outside the numbers. Even with his efficiency down the middle being amazing, and uh, he still seems to prefer those outside throws. I think that will change this year. We've seen some of it at the l- end of last year with Lafleur using more big personnel and tweaking his RPO concept to involve more slants and fewer screens to the outside. Um, getting Adams the chance to run the arguably his best route is probably up the middle um, with the best release package in football makes too much sense not to, or to not become a staple element in their offense. Um, and drafters are now pretty much letting Rogers fall into the double digit rounds. He falls to such a point where all downside of his sporting cast and the potential run heavy offense is baked in. Rodgers may not be a priority target anymore, but he's certainly worth considering given his ADP. I just, you know what? I want to believe it. I do because I do like Rodgers as a quarterback, but my concern is they were lacking things coming out of last year and they did not even acknowledge the fact. Like I said, in the draft, they went out and they drafted a backup quarterback and a a running back when, when he needs clearly needs weapons. I can't see, I can't see, uh, I can't see Rogers really getting back into that 4,000 yard range and, you know, 20, 26, 27 touchdowns a year. Like he used to do with, with guys like what Lazard and, and Adams and what MBS. So so to me, you're you're still drafting him. You're still drafting him, but yeah, but Green Bay's sort of been known for, for really trying to develop their own players. Right. So, I mean, that could be one of the reasons you didn't see them go out and get uh, any guys in the off season is because they felt in house, their young guys would take another step in, in progression. Well, let's, let's hope so. I mean, cause he's he, a decent quarterback. I mean, I have him ranked 14th. So like you said, people are letting him drop out of the, you know, the, t- the top 10. He's not only use the top 10 quarterback anymore in fantasy or quarterback in general. I just wish he had more more weapons that he could he could use around him to support him a little bit more, right? And there was all this talk about Sternberger, Stern, Sternbergers, yeah, Sternberger yeah. being uh, being their top tight end, and now he I don't even think good. he's not even their starter. He had a terrible camp, so I guess we just have to see what happens, right? So, but hey, it's, yeah, it's, your, it's, it's so. your call, buddy. It's what you say. <laughs> it's what you say. So. Exactly. All right, then let me go into mine. Then I'm going to go also quarterback of Baker Mayfield, 2019 mm. stats. Oh yeah, um, 500, just over 530 attempts, 317 completions, uh, only under 60% completion percentage. Not good. Under 4,000 yards, 22 touchdowns, 21 ints. Brutal. But let's break it down here and figure out what exactly happened here. So in my mind, I think Baker's still clearly the the future of this football team. They have gave him nothing but weapons on this team year in and year out. And he did take a, he was terrible last year. Like we, we, there's no way around that. Like he was not good. Like bust to, to me, he was a bust last year. Oh yeah. But how about all the questionable calls by that idiot head coach, Freddie Kitchens was brutal. Right, like Mayfield finished 31st in completion percentage, interception percentage, and passer rating. Finished as QB 19 in fantasy, and now even he's even got even more weapons at his disposal this year. So I'm thinking with you know a new coach, um, Stefan, Kevin Stefanski's in there. His zone blocking play action scheme is going to open up throwing lanes for Mayfield. 
And with the, with the additions of guys like uh, Hooper and stuff like that, I think he's going to be beauty this year. You know, he's a dual threat quarterback. He can run. I think he just needs to, I think having the, this, the different uh, coaching staff, I think is going to make a huge difference for Baker moving this year, this year, uh, moving forward. Well, I, I hope so. But this, you know what this is? It's a broken freaking record. <laughs> it seems like every single time you think the Cleveland's got it right, they, for some reason, some wheel falls off on somewhere on their team. If it's not the coaches, it's the running backs, receivers, like something. So you're right. Like they bring in Hooper and their offense looks like poised to make a, like be one of the best in the, in the league. But last year we saw that, uh, you know, the dual threat of Landry and uh, OBJ just uh doesn't uh didn't do it but in injuries to play those two as well right so i'm just thinking i don't know i'm just thinking the big change in the coaching staff is going to make a yeah. big difference freddie yeah. kitchens is a brutal, oh, brutal coach it should um, at least it should yeah so i guess it's just gonna gonna wait and see i mean there's no basically if baker doesn't do it this year then he's bummed. back like, to the drawing he, board he's shit yeah he, he's <laughs> garbage right yeah um I like him. I I think we're actually I had him pretty. Uh, where do I have him? Actually, I have him just below uh, your man A Raj. I do have him as my QB fifteen, which is a little ballsy. Little ballsy. Little ballsy. But hey, but so is a, having A Raj. Well, that's yeah. Well, that's exactly it, right? So it's a crapshoot, buddy. So that's why it's fantasy, right? That's why we're not. Yeah. That's what I legit. said after the top two. That number three spot, she wide open. Yeah, exactly. All right. Who do you got next up there? Uh, going to the running backs. Um, David Johnson. <laughs> what? Yes, sir. Johnson started 2019 solidly, averaging 102.2 total yards per game over the first six games with a five uh, touchdowns. And then, boom, the back injury brought a quick exit in week seven. Um, then he missed two games. The Cardinals traded. Obviously, for Kenya Drake, and the rest is history. Over his last six games last year, Johnson had just 17 carries, six catches, and you could see in every single one of those carries that he was laboring. He was then traded to Houston Texans, and the Texans or the Arizona that was for DeAndre Hopkins in the big great, blockbuster great trade, offseason. Great trade, great trade, yeah. Yeah. great trade, buddy. And uh, Bill, uh, Bill sees something in, uh, in, must see something in DJ because, uh, I mean, moving out Hopkins for DJ, that's that's a bold, bold, bold move. And uh, honestly, I hope it pays off for Bob. And I'm sure you do too because uh, Houston's your team. They're my team, but here's my problem. Yeah. This is what he's going to do, right? He's So David Johnson, 28 years old, still a young, younger guy, Yeah. In, injury prone, makes a shitty deal. So what, what's he going to do? He's going to run this guy probably 250 times. Oh, right? yeah. J- yeah. Just to prove, just to prove, you know, and I'm sorry, but I don't, I don't think DJ is that type of back anymore that can run the ball. 200 plus times right i mean he i think he i think he's good in a role where you know give him 200 carries i think he'd be i i think he'd be great in that uh i think he'd be great you know what i mean yeah give give duke the rest of it but i'm i'm a big fan of dj i i always have been 
I'm hoping for the best. And apparently in camp, he apparently the beat writers are saying that he's involved heavily in running and the receiving portion of it. So, oh, I, I mean, Bill's got something to prove here. He's got to justify, justify trading one of the best yeah. receivers in the he's, league. He's, uh, he's known for having that number one bell cow, cow back. Like that's his style, right? Like with Arian Foster, Lamar Miller, and even yeah. Carlos Hyde getting 245 rushes. He likes to give that one guy the rock a lot, you know? Well, yeah. And the only smart thing Bob did is sign Watson to a giant contract, right? Yeah. Just Watson just signed that big contract. So, I mean, that's yeah. O'Brien's a piece of shit. I don't like him. But I think yeah. if, D, if the big question is his health, right? For DJ. But if he can, if, if uh, Bill's going to give him the, that ball that many times, I, I believe that he can uh, at least bounce back big time. Well, from his extremely terrible numbers at the last half of last season. Well, yeah, he he what? How many games he played? Thirteen games last year. Something yeah, like that. But he seventeen carries after yeah. week seven. Ridiculous. Only seventeen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, and and right now he's sitting at like RB twenty in most leagues, and that's obviously a huge drop from his last year. Um, but that could be a sleeper pick because he's Dude. got the potential with the workload that he could, he's, he's facing be like, uh, like a pretty big upgrade from RB 20. Well, exactly. You look at guys, when you talk about guys that are saying that top 10, top 12, you're talking, most of those guys are workhorse, horse running backs, right? So if yeah. you could get a guy late like that in a draft, like that, like you said, going back RB 20. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. That's a, that's a value pick right there and, and yeah, like he, uh, one of my, one of my big, ADP. yeah one of my big keeper decisions was uh either dj or uh bell yeah uh, i had to protect or i didn't have to but i was left with protecting one of those bums <laughs> but uh the main reason was i did like i dj i thought had the potential to be better than bell but Bell was just a sure thing. Yeah, you know but I mean? is it? Yeah. I don't know. We're kind of getting off topic a little bit, but go talk about that. Bell doesn't even like his coach. His coach doesn't even like him. They've been talking about trading him all year. So Yeah, but he's still going to get 300 touches. Yeah, well. Like, he's he's a pretty, stays pretty, I mean, healthy lately. And just DJ's health was such a big question and that's the biggest question in everybody's eyes about him, right? Yeah. Well, he's a, he apparently showed up in great shape. And great I hate protecting camp, guys so. that, like, just, like, it's happened to me in the past. Like, last year, we I protected three guys, and two of them were David Johnson and Antonio Brown. <laughs> so, like, kick me in the nuts right away when they both yeah. blew it, you know? <laughs> and then this year, what you had, we were just talking about this today, uh, what Damian Williams, he... He opted out, right? Weren't you? He was going to be a possible keeper for you. No, no. Well, what were you talking about then? No, they uh, my keepers aren't great. Oh, aren't but, great. Uh, I had Kittle and uh, Bell and Lockett. Oh, okay. Year. Yeah. All right. Well, forget that. I just said that. <laughs> yeah. then. I misunderstood right. you. Okay. So then I'll go to the running back position with the man, the one, the only. Todd, bad knees, girly. Oh, the girl. Yeah. Obviously, it's 2019. 
yeah, 2019 <laughs> stats weren't bad, man. Like, he still had over 850 yards on the ground, and he had 24 touchdowns. Or 24. <laughs> let's go 14 <laughs> touchdowns. That'd be wild, man. Could you imagine? That would be. Yeah, let's, would be. Let's How do you bounce back from that? Yeah. How do you bounce <laughs> back from that? Let's trade this guy. <laughs> so, yeah, like, you know what? He scored double-digit touchdowns again last year. But the problem with that is I think the reason why this was a little bit easier for, for the Rams to kind of justify is he didn't seem to be as dominant in years prior, right? But obviously yeah. his his knee looked like it held him back a little bit um, and because you basically could tell by just, you know, he used to be able to cut it. His his explosiveness is what, what lacks on the field right now, right? Yeah. Or it did at least last year. Um, I think the can't really blame him though in my opinion because i mean the rams o-line was brutal they went from having one of the best in the league in 2018 when he ran for over 1250 yards and 21 total touchdowns to one of the worst in 2019 right so i mean he still had you know still had double digit touchdowns but i mean that o-line was brutal right yeah. and i mean now you now you're putting a guy like cam Akers <laughs> behind that line i think they have upgraded it a little bit but um, that's why I was telling you today, I think Akers is going to be fine because he was running behind a shitty O-line in college, too, and he dominated, too. So, Yeah, but, but I think they still – you were saying he's going to get 20 carries first I game. Was, I was just joking, guys. <laughs> I have to justify – I think they still got to nurse him in, in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but fast forward to this year, now finds himself as a lead back in a Falcons team, who, and he has nobody – behind them and they're obviously committed to giving him the rock right yeah you know he he seems to be much healthier and he's got a much healthier o-line which happens to be stacked with first round picks on top of that so i mean this yeah. o-line is going to be good they're, they should be one of the best in the league um i think the falcons had to make this decision now because in years i mean they finished 26 in finished 30th in rushing attempts and 26 in yards per carry last year so obviously they needed somebody a little bit, uh, I guess, more explosive than what Freeman. You know yeah. what I mean, or anybody on the <laughs> roster really. Uh, he's currently being drafted as um, I don't. I think uh, this was earlier, somewhere double-digit running back, probably between 15 and 20. I would imagine. Does that sound yeah, about right, PPR? It does. Yeah. Um, yeah. According to the fantasy football calculator, and to me, the Falcons should finish to be about what top top 12 scoring offense this year and just has me excited to have Gurley in my lineup. And I, I honestly think he could finish as a top 10 fantasy back. And, I agree. Yeah. And I think I he's agree. And I hope he does. You know, I've been, I've been sort of a Atlanta fan for a while and it'd be nice to finally see them. I mean, they did put it together that one year and got to the Super Bowl and really blew it, but uh, it'd be nice to see their offense burst again. Because I just, got a few of these guys in some, some pools and it'd be nice. It just blew blew my mind when I looked at his stats, like, honestly, when I was doing this research, looking at his stats going, you know, you didn't really hear anything too exciting about Gurley, but then I'm like, the guy had 14 touchdowns. Like, yeah, yeah. And he had 21 the previous year before that. I'm like, who's going to score these touchdowns for, for the Rams now? Yeah, quite exactly. A, quite a few touchdowns that's, to take away from a, a team, right? So, And, like, he... He it was a quiet fourteen, like everybody saw the regression, but from the year, previous year. But he still put up great numbers, you know. Yeah. So yeah, that's. Uh, I honestly think he could finish as a top ten back. 
as long as he's healthy. And I honestly think too that the Falcons are going to give him the rock, but I think they'll also limit his touches as well. You know what I mean? They're not going to run him out. You, you're not going to see those days of Gurley running the ball 25 times, right? They may yeah. they may give him. I broke it down. I can't remember when I was doing. I thought I put it in in this research, but I think it was like he averaged like around 18 carries a game. Yeah. And put up these kind of numbers. So I well, mean, I, I think I, this will be this. This is like the ideal situation for him. Like yeah. such a pass-heavy offense, and he's going in. And he, he, like even if he only touches the ball 15 times a game, because like it's such a pass-heavy offense. Defense are always worried about those two prolific wideouts, and he's going to have some room up the middle to make some makes get some yards this year. Well, and like you were saying, you want to talk about a guy that has something to prove, right? That's going to be him. I mean, he's got he's got plenty to prove to to that Rams team. Saying, you know, kind of give him the good old, uh, you know, fuck yourself. Yeah, right? you know exactly. What I mean? yeah. I'm going to run all over this league right now, and yeah. you guys can basically suck it. So yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's my uh, that's my all pick right. on a, a good bounce back. RB finishes a top ten running back oh, this year. Man. Bold prediction. You know it, buddy. You know it. All right. I'm going to throw out a uh, wide receiver. Everybody in the world is predicting this guy to have a bounce back season. And why not? I just throw my two cents on the pile. (laughs) Adam Thielen. Two years ago, Thielen became the first receiver in NFL history to start a season with eight consecutive 100-yard receiving games on his way to his second consecutive 1,000-yard Pro Bowl season. The hamstring injury bounces into his life and sucks him dry. (laughs) Derailed his 2019 season was new territory for a receiver who had compiled an 87-game active streak with 53 straight starts. So this guy was not used to being injured or being on the IR. Um... He was forced to miss nearly two months without digs in Minnesota anymore. And with Thielen being healthy this year, it's the perfect scenario for a massive, massive bounce back uh, situation. Um, The load and pressure is mounting on Thielen, who becomes Minnesota's true number one, and we'll see more time outside. Uh, Right now, that number two spot is kind of open. They're, they're hoping uh, that Justin Jefferson would jump all over it, but uh, from what I've heard in camp, Ola Bishy. Yeah, yeah, that uh, <laughs> Jefferson is not. He's still in the mix, but he's not. Uh, he's he hasn't uh, put him or separated himself from those guys behind him. Um, obviously, Thielen's got lots of chemistry with quarterback Kirk Cousins. Uh, his targets and receiving yards should bounce back considerably after last year and especially with digs gone well that and plus the fact that um i do agree with that um i did read too that the fact that they what might even be beneficial to him too is that their defense should regress this year as well after losing four starters so a four key back are you know what I mean? Like for yeah. uh and four key backups they lost this off season means it's gonna turn around and force force uh the Vikings to throw the ball more too, right? So I mean oh, that yeah. could be even even more Get targets. The yeah. But watch out for Olabissi. I think that's his name. Olabissi. Olabissi Johnson. I hope, I hope Jefferson's just a little little uh, just struggling at the beginning here. 
I drafted him in my dynasty league. He's sitting on my uh, farm, but gonna need him to step his uh, step his game up. Yeah, well, currently, currently, what they say, I just read that. Well, I, I did read that Vinci Johnson did did win the number two two on the depth chart from last thing I saw. But yeah, like like all rookies are going right. We were saying that earlier too. Like all rookies, it's going. It's a weird off season for these guys, yeah. man. So yeah. I mean, I don't know how many teams are going to necessarily trust these rookies like right right from the get go. So it could be just. Yeah. Uh, it could just be a just a learning curve. Maybe get these guys get their feet soaked a little bit week one and let them, you know. Yeah, and we've it. seen some teams, uh, some teams already starting to insulate their their rookie running backs. Like the Bucks, everybody was thinking they they had their their guy in uh, in Vaughn, but uh, yeah. they bring in they bring in Fournette, and I honestly think it's just because they don't want to throw this throw uh, Vaughn into the fire so quick, especially without a preseason, a proper preseason. And now we see AP going to uh, <laughs> Detroit, Detroit and same Swift situation. Yeah. And wait, did you just say Swiss hurt? Yeah. When did that happen? Like a couple days ago. Oh, totally missed that anyway. But, <laughs> uh, and like I heard from get like, uh, Unfortunately, AP's contract paid him a lot of money this year, and that's probably the reason why he got moved out of Washington. But Gibson was touting AP's uh, like uh, mentorship role and saying that he was great, like for uh, teaching Gibson. So it would have been nice to see him stay in Washington and continue to uh, uh, mentor Gibson. But it sounds like he could help Swift a lot. Well, let's hope so. I, th- I mean, AP is good to see that he. I actually thought it. I thought he would have been released, and then possibly they would have Resigned. signed him. Yeah. yeah, just for less money, right? But yeah. Oh well, but yeah. So Thielen is your guy, hey? Yep. That's a good one. That's a good one. Okay, my receiver is. I say this every single year. If we go back to last year, I was even <laughs> really super high on this guy and really shit the bed. Not good. My man, A.J. Green. A.J. Let's talk about his 20, 2019 stats. I don't yeah. know. I think he's washed up. Yeah, there's he's none of bum. those. There's none of he's those. He's a bum. This year. <laughs> so, obviously, he didn't see the field last year due to injury, but was ready toward the end of the year. But I just think they just said, oh, we're too far. We're not even going to bother with this. And, obviously, injuries have always been the issue with Green. But when he has been on the field, he's always been one of the most talented and explosive receivers as well. Um Playing on a suspect Bengals team with an average quarterback at best, right? With with Andy Dalton. Yeah. Um, let's average. not forget in his first seven seasons, he's made the Pro Bowl every year, but has only played in nine games in the last two years. Uh, in in his career, Green's averaged over 80 yards a game, and even even if he only plays 12 games this year, that will still be close to he'll still put up close to a thousand yard receiving mark. So I mean, even if he does miss a few games here and there, I think if he could just, I think Joe Burrow is going to be is going to be awesome for for Green. I think they're still going to give him his just because it's AJ Green, right? Vet. Um, interesting stuff for me was when I was going over this uh, research was you know if he was able to play 16 games every year, his pace would have been around 148 targets, 87 catches, and almost 1300 yards and eight touchdowns, right? And even if you do you know take a few games out every year. Give him 14 games, he would have been still wide receiver one every year. Yeah. 
So the, this guy's talented, man. Like we, and we know that we've seen it on the field, right? But all these years of playing with, you know, um, Andy Dalton, I think has really just been brutal for him. Right. So I think with the addition of Joe Burrow, a healthy AJ green, it's going to be beneficial because the quality of targets are going to go way up. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're actually be able to get Burrow. I'm sure can hit him in the numbers. And then obviously, you know, green is a risk because of his injuries. Um, but he's being he's being drafted in like the the sixth, probably later, seventh, eighth round right now, and outside the top like a wide receiver three, pretty much. Yeah. So I mean, if you, if you think about it, AJ Green stays healthy with Joe with the addition of Joe Burrow, and apparently he has looked good in training camp. I think we I don't think we'll see you know the 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 prime AJ Green, but. I do think that I think it's going to be. Uh, I still think he could be. He's going. To, he could finish as a you know even a top twelve wide receiver if everything goes well. If you, I mean, this is talking no injuries. Let's just play ball, right? Yeah. He's but, at like his uh, the depth chart underneath uh, him right now with Tyler Boyd, Auden Tate, and uh, Higgins, the rookie, has gotten a lot stronger, which. I think it's better for him in the long run. It may you might may see his fantasy numbers take a hit, obviously, but uh, him not getting as much uh, attention from uh, defenses is gonna benefit just his like his health pretty much, you know. Yeah, hundred percent. Like uh, he won't he won't be taking a lot of those hits. And uh, they need to. The best thing they could do is spread this ball around to these guys because they 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 do have a good uh, uh, young receiver receiving core behind AJ Green. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you can't go into you can't go into games now and just think you know it's just AJ Green like it used to be, right? Yeah. You look at Tyler Boyd over a thousand yards, five touchdowns last year. This kid's been balling out. This kid's yeah. been balling out the last yeah. two years. You you gotta now. You gotta. I mean, these coordinators they got to put figure it out and be like, Hey, you know what? Let's just see what he's got left in him. And you know, they, they might have to even double team Boyd a little bit. Cause this kid's been oh, unreal. Sure. And he, like they bring in Higgins who is taught highly touted wide receiver. And even Auden Tate, like he showed last year, like 40 receptions, 575 yards. And he, and is, he, he, he averaged 14.4 a game. And like he, he showed that he can step in there and, and be a very serviceable wide receiver. And apparently having an amazing camp, like standout in camp, I heard. Yeah, that's good. So, yeah, so good on him. Yeah. All right, who you got next? All right, well, I am going to go to oh, one of the guys Greg, I called that was going to be bad last year. Don't say Greg Olson. No, not Greg Olson. Thank God. Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah, he's Big right. Ben is back. Big Ben is back. That is the biggest, uh, the best news Smith Schuster could have heard in the offseason. Um, he enjoyed plenty of success in 2017 and 2018, uh, playing opposite Antonio Brown. And then he, when Pittsburgh moves Antonio Brown out, Smith Schuster became the number one. Everybody. Just uh, thought he was going to be the number four wide receiver in the league, except for me. And a combination of poor quarterback play. Like I said, Big Ben went down. And then they brought in uh, Rudolph, who is poop. Uh, 
And uh, Rudolph was all over the place, nagging injuries from Smith-Schuster, and he was just not good last year. Uh, The jury is still out on whether he can climb to that elite number one receiving tier spot. Um, Regardless, he could bounce back this year if he stays healthy and gets back in form uh, with Ben. Um, Everything... Pretty much that could have gone wrong for him last year did. Uh, even the wide receivers like didn't pan out. Moncrief never materialized as a solid wide receiver two option. And with uh, Schuster missing four games with energy or injury, um, two of those things I think should be solved this year. They they got uh, Chase Claypool. They drafted the Ben's. Canadian. Yeah, Canadian. And uh, which, which I gotta say, apparently is every review from players, coaches, and everything, and training camps have been this kid's like a baller. Like he's he's good making plays. That's good. And just yeah, like the emergence of some of their number two receivers and two and three receivers coming coming up, and the addition of Eric Ebron. They didn't really have that tight end. Last year, I think Ebron's better than the tight ends they had last year. They had McDonald last year, right? Yeah. So Ebron's a better option than him. And just uh, Smith-Schuster not being the the only guy there this year, I think he'll have a big bounce-back season, especially since he was so bad list last year that it's kind of, I mean, hard for him as long as Ben is healthy to not, you know, put up numbers that are, that are way better. Yeah, and I think that I think just with this whole uh, the the receiving the receiving options are way better this year. When yeah. you got yeah. you got Juju, you got Deontay Johnson, you got Claypool, you got Washington. You're not going to be able to push all those defenders over to Juju, right? So, yeah. and apparently, Big Ben looks better than he has. Apparently, I read today that he's been in better shape now than he has been in 15 years. Oh. <laughs> This guy could come in. Maybe just had to shave his beard off a little bit. Maybe he lost a little <laughs> bit of weight. Maybe he just looks lighter. See what of that. happens when he gets hit. Yeah. Well, he apparently has no pain in his elbow right anymore. So we'll have to see it. He's uh, talk about another guy that has something to prove, right? So I mean, he yeah, could have easily totally. been on the as as a bounce back quarterback as well. Like I think to him, I think if if he bounces back, I think it's going to be. Not as much of a shock to me than it would be if Baker was. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because we all know what what Roethlisberger can do. We know he's a good quarterback. Yeah. Right. But in injuries have plagued him over the last few years too. So go big, but Ben. He's he needs he needs those uh, receivers like more than that one guy receiver. Like we've obviously obviously Juju he can't handle that uh, double team like all the time at least. Uh, I wouldn't say he he's got that number one uh, elite talent, uh, but he's capable of being a number one if there's uh, at least some other options on the field. You know? Yep. Agreed. All right. Um, All right. Got a couple more here to go. Yep. Uh, let's start at the tight end position. My bounce back, like every year, is Evan Ingram. Eight Evan games played Ingram. last year, 
four four receptions. Yeah, it's I don't know, man. He's he's been he's so good, but yet just not good. Does that even make sense? But I, you know, what I mean, like four hundred sixty-seven yards, three touchdowns last year, but only played eight games. Yeah, he's only played nineteen games and made fourteen starts the last two years, and now apparently he's rehabbing a Liz Frank injury, right? Mm-hmm. Um, through the first nine games last year, Ingram was a tight end six before he missed the rest of the year. <clears throat> Since joining the league when playing, Ingram has posted tight end one numbers in almost 60% of the games he has played, which is good, right? I mean, everyone, he was always talked about being a top five tight end. Um, when on the field, Ingram has been a reliable target for quarterback. I think he's going to be even better uh, for Daniel Jones this year, having a year under his belt. Um, and the Giants have a ton of weapons as long as they can like anything else stay healthy. Right. Yeah. Um, I think, so. I think some of my, the thing that might concern people is, is the amount of targets that they do have. But the thing with Ingram, with all those guys healthy last year, Ingram only had one of those games that he played where he didn't have less than that. He had less than seven targets. So Jones yeah. is still looking his way, even with Shepard out there. You know what I mean? Tate out there, all these guys. So, yeah. And Slayton, right? So, um, I just think with the better coaching staff that they have now, Daniel Jones should continue to improve moving forward. And I think if you're getting Ingram off the board in the seventh, eighth round, I think that's, I, th- I think it's worth it. Especially in like I a agree. tight end premium league and stuff like that. So, he, if he's held, he's got the upside to finish as a top five tight end in fantasy, like everyone always says every year, but that's a wait-and-see approach, I guess. I don't freaking like him. <laughs> <laughs> I've drafted him the last two years. And yeah. He's really shot me in the foot. He's one of those guys that's uh, – he's not even on my board. Like when I <laughs> – when I, you know those guys that, uh, you know, you, you rank – you get you burnt. players you get burnt. and you yeah. don't even put them on there because you don't even want to even think about it to come and draft 10. That's like what I, what I was drafting in this one league today or no, with, uh, with Riley in, in one of his friends leagues, I'm drafting and I'm like, I can't remember who the player was. Oh, it was Mike Williams. I just kept saying, I'm like, don't be here then. Don't be here then. And of course he's there. And I'm like, no, <laughs> not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not getting sucked into this. Yeah. Especially when you draft these guys as your number one, you know? Yeah, exactly. And then they get injured. You're like, come on. Sucks so bad. <laughs> Early? Yeah. So Like no. all those years like uh, of uh, uh, Calvin Johnson, like at the end of his career, I must have drafted him like three years. And he was the worst, you know, because every <laughs> every week it's, it's, it's uh, questionable on the, uh, you know, he's questionable. And it's it's literally fifty fifty whether he's playing or not. And you got to sit by the you computer have to, you have on your to, phone. Yeah, exactly. And you it, have to start up. a guy like that. You have to. If, yeah. You know. <laughs> That's and funny. it's it sucks. All right. Well, we know uh, Evan Ingram's safe uh, tomorrow in our home leagues, guys. Yep. They're I'm all not taking them. You can have them. <laughs> all right. Who do you? You know a guy who that? I will take though. Let's hear it. One of my bounce back players, highly touted out of college from South Carolina, Great drafted Wilson. by the Baltimore Ravens, had a big foot injury at the beginning of his career, and you know it just didn't it didn't didn't pan out for him. Uh, is Hayden Hurst? 
Oh, yeah, he's going to be gets, good. Gets traded to the Falcons this year. We all know Matty Ice loves his tight ends. Um, and was Hurst throwing has, with them through the whole COVID stuff, apparently. Yeah, yeah. He Hurst has extreme quickness and athleticism. He was a two-sport guy in college, sort of got a late start in football because he was drafted, actually, by the Pittsburgh Pirates and played for them or in, in their system right out of high school. Yeah. And so then he went to college and obviously slowly made his way up to being, uh, like showed it, showed his stuff and very, very athletic. Um, so sorry, I'm going to stop you for a sec. Did you hear the whole story about how, uh, how he became like, got started playing college football? Well, Apparently I, he I read went, a bit about, yeah, yeah he Go went ahead. through a slump playing baseball. And just couldn't come out of the slump. And all of a sudden, he was like, one of his friends played as a tight end on the, on at the school. And he was like, how do I play football? Brought him out <laughs> for like, yeah, brought him, up, brought him up for a practice or something like that. And yeah, he's like, yeah, I guess you're on the team. Nice. How could you not be? A guy's a beast. Oh, yeah. But yeah, sorry. And that's interrupt. most, most tight ends are sort of like that. They're just. They're just like super athletic, the good ones at least, like super athletic, like Tony G, he could play basketball, he could play, yep. you know, he was a multi-sport guy too, you know, and uh, Lamar, uh, another thing that hindered his, uh, his, especially last year is that Lamar Jackson uh, built such a rapport with Mark Andrews, so Hurst was sort of left on the back burner. Anyway, he gets traded to Atlanta this year. Uh and I think he's he's got the huge opportunity because you've seen it with like Tony Gonzalez, Austin Hooper, uh, Matt Ryan like like likes that tight end, and it's it's it it, it becomes his go to guy in his offense. Um, and Hurst has the opportunity to take that role, and like going from nothing to anything is a bounce back. So. I mean, as long as they're going to give him the ball uh, this year, then it, it's obviously a bounce back. And they'll, the Falcons, they do trail quite a bit, so they, they chuck it a lot, you know? Oh, I, I, I have Hurst everywhere. Like, everywhere that I can get him, I get him. I'm, uh, I'm very high. I'm doing the same thing. Same well, thing. I, guess I, we're gonna, I guess we're going to fight oh, tomorrow. Oh, yeah, we're going to fight tomorrow. Fight. Okay. Drop the gloves. All right, yeah. Yet. At so, least one. Get him in one pool. Yeah, least. exactly. I'll let you pay your $72 for him in Dynasty. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, then Whoever's bidding against me is just as much of an idiot. Yeah, there you go. All right, well, that takes care of my guys. I mean, I did have T.Y. Hilton as a bounce back. Um, we'll see what happens with that. Injuries have always plagued him. So, But let's go back to your wild card guy. Who did you have? No, that's that's I just did five guys. Oh, did you just do five? Yeah. Well, I did two receivers. At... That's why I ah. threw the receivers together. My uh, wild card uh. was Juju. He was my wild card, but I just threw him with the receivers because yeah, I did. Thanks, uh, thank, thanks for uh, letting me yeah, know. Screw that great. up for Where you. I set you up to look like an idiot. Yeah, and it worked. <laughs> but I still beat you at golf. <laughs> oh! <laughs> All right, we're going tomorrow. <laughs> Let's do this. All right. Okay. So, well, that'll take you're, care of that. You cheat. You cheat too. <laughs> yeah. You're stupid chipper. Hey, man. It's <laughs> whatever PGA approved. Yeah, I um, guess so. Anyways, 
So yeah, well, let's take care. Let's end this episode here too, because we're actually going to jump back on and do another oh, uh, very shortly here. So just uh, once again, just if you guys want to reach out to us on Twitter, you can find me at FF from up north and Happy at two nine Happy. All right, and if you guys are still have a few drafts by the time this comes out this week, good luck with all of them. Don't forget, like I said, to reach out to us on Twitter with any questions you may have. We're going to start getting some regular scheduled shows rolling rolling out here. So uh, just looking forward to the football season. So thanks yeah, again buddy. for tuning in, and uh, we'll talk soon. Peace out. Tell us how you feel We be going live Best believe we talking sports May not think it's real But take it serious of course Fantasy Football Podcast up north Fantasy Football Podcast up north Peyton caught a big skin Running down the field Happy tossing dimes Cop a million dollar deal Fantasy Football Better know it's real Tune into the podcast Tell us how you feel We be going live Best believe we talking sports May not think it's real But take it serious of course Fantasy Football Podcast up north. Fantasy Football Podcast up north. Yeah. Eat, sleep, fantasy. You rocking with the best. NFL Fantasy Football Podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs. Better follow the conversation with John, Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming Eat Nation. We doing what we like. Tune in every week. Guarantee we get it hype. Fantasy Football Enthusiasts. I know you plan to be joining us on Eat Sleep Fantasy. Yeah. Eat Sleep Fantasy. Uh Eat Sleep Fantasy.